Today is Wednesday, November 1st. The title for our devotional is The Beginning. Happy All Saints Day, everybody. Yesterday I said it was Happy Reformation Day. Today it's All Saints Day, the day we commemorate and remember the saints from the past, which um, in the priesthood of all believers is the saints are all genuine believers who have gone before us. So, Happy All Saints Day. All right. Yesterday, we saw a few of the common alternatives to the gospel story of Christian hope. Secularism places all of its hope or lack thereof in humanity. Eastern religions and spiritualism place their hope in achieving a deeper and deeper level of enlightenment. These pale in comparison to the hope of the gospel. In the gospel, we find our sovereign, all-powerful God bringing about his will, directing the affairs of creation. The greatest assurance of this hope is the resurrection, as we saw on Monday. In the resurrection, we find assurance that there is life after this, contra-secularism, and this eternal life is sourced in Jesus and in no one else, contra-spiritualism. The main theme that we can trace through the storyline of the Bible is the theme of humanity with God, in the presence of God. In creation, humanity is created in the Garden of Eden, in the unhindered presence of God. After the fall, humanity sins and they are cast out from the presence of God. In redemption, God begins this rescue plan to bring his people back into his presence, first through the people of Israel, through the tabernacle, the temple, the holiness laws. Finally, this phase is fulfilled in Jesus, who makes a way for God's people to be righteous before him and be in his presence. He gives his people the Holy Spirit, who is the indwelling presence of God. So God's people have been redeemed, brought back into God's presence, but not yet in full. Already, but not yet, as theologians often say. That comes in the restoration. Upon the return of Jesus, of Jesus, humanity will be brought fully back in, into the presence of God. A return to Eden. We've already spent some time in Genesis 1 in our origin sermon, but let's return there to see the presence of God in the original creation. Genesis 1, 26-31. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then in Genesis 2-7 we read, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Genesis 2-21-22 we read, So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. This is the creation of woman. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Genesis 3.8-9, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? All of these verses imply closeness and intimacy with God. Especially, note 3, 8 through 9 above. God is walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Because of Adam and Eve's sin, they hide from God. Sin produces guilt and shame and causes them to hide from God, whose presence they enjoyed in full. This is tragic. One of the most tragic scenes in all the Bible. Remember the quote I referenced on Monday from Curtis Chang. Hope is seeing yourself in a story, a past that gives you longing, a future that promises to fulfill that longing, and a present that energizes you to work towards that future fulfillment. Eden is part of the past that gives us longing. It reveals the idyllic state of humanity, God's people in God's place ruling under God's authority, fully in the presence of God. In this scene, there's no suffering, there's no pain, there is no death. 
This reminds us that the suffering, pain, and death we experience today was not in the original design. Eden is what creation once was. Because this is what it once was, we have hope that this is what it could be again. Tomorrow we'll turn to the end of the story and see the picture of this prophetic hope fulfilled. <laughs>